Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to My Creative Corner 3. Today on the podcast, I wanted to talk about creativity, creative slumps, and trying something different. You know, this past uh, couple of weeks, I tried to do something really great and stay ahead of maintenance on my machines. And they were pretty full of dust. Now, the long arm, I was able to clean it out and it's sewing just great. But my little Janome, when I cleaned it out, you have to take it uh, apart and pull out the bobbin casing and swish around. And well, instead of using a Q-tip, I used a paintbrush this time. Well, I'll have to tell you, I think I knocked the feed dogs out of alignment because they won't come up properly <clears throat> and the thread gets stuck. So that took us a flying trip over to the sewing center that's about 40 miles from here. And it's been several weeks. He's incredibly swamped over there. And it might be a week or two before the machine is done. And then it'll probably be a week or two before I have the ability to go pick it up. So all that brings me around to is I'm really behind on the two block challenges that I did. One is the Pat Sloan. Well, it's actually three. The Pat Sloan's Winter Solstice um, comes out every Wednesday. So I'm about three behind on that. I'm behind on the... Pat Sloan's Block of the Month Children's Library, and I'm behind at least two or three of the National Quilter's Circle Snowy Day Challenge. So I was starting to feel anxious about that. However, I've got the ability to get the patterns, save them, and catch up because i I did quit block testing for Quilt Maker's 100, mag 100 Block Magazine this time because I wanted to spend my piecing time focused more on samples and creating quilts that I have drafted and maybe take them to um, a pattern stage. This is going to take me months and months to get all of this worked out, but I wanted to start doing that now just because... I feel like that's the next level of where I need to go. But that takes a lot of time and practice and testing your own patterns and drafting them in electric quilts. And they have weird math in there. So sometimes, you know, I have to round it up, round it down and make it work for everyday sewing. You know, you can't cut at 30, 30 seconds and some oddball things that it has written down. So in the meantime, I've been, what do I do? Because I don't have my sewing machine. I have a few ideas drafted out in electric quilter that will have to wait. Well, believe me, I've got a lot of quilts to long arm. And this week I'm going to put on a quilt that was made by me specifically to go to a child in the Quilts for Cure. My neighbors like keep slamming the doors and distracting me. But this, this quilt is to go to a child um, through the Quilts for Cure Foundation. Um, I'm looking through my thread. I'm kind of low on thread colors. I'm going to have to order. So that's going to put me um, in a state for a week or two before I can load a queen size quilt that I have uh, for a customer. But I have enough batting for this, a backing, and I have some colors of thread that will work. And I have many of those quilts for me. I have one customer quilt, one customer quilt coming, and another quilt for my mom. So really, I'll be fine. The problem I have for the customer quilt is I, 
is really more of a creative idea. So I'm, I'm letting it sit and I'm thinking about it. But the Quilts for Cure quilt, I would love to get out the door this week, but I don't have a sewing machine. So I'm going to take a creative chance and use my serger to attach the binding because I'm desperate. I could borrow a sewing machine. Don't get me wrong. I have lots of friends that would allow me to borrow a sewing machine, but I don't want to borrow one and then run the risk that I'm going to break it. Um, you know, sewing machines are like um, men who make a living, men and women, excuse me, who make a living with their hands using tools, um, carpenters and repair people and creative artists that way. You have to have your own tools. I know that sewing machine. If I borrow somebody else's, I'll probably break it. And the other part is, you know what? I know people who surge their um, bindings on. If this is going to go to a home where this is used a lot, it'll be a great way to attach a binding because it's not going to come off the quilt very easily. And I have plenty of thread for the serger. So that will get me going and trying something new. I have some unusual limitations because of sewing machine not being here. And um, I have some limitations on the next quilt that I need to do. Um, all straight lines, which will be great. But when you have limitations put on you, it forces you to work outside the box. And I guess the whole point of that uh, ramble for the little bit there is to look at Sometimes we have to do things outside of the box and that's what spurs us to be creative and more creative. Um, trying things in a different way, like the binding. I'm really not that good at binding and when I make quilts for other people or for a show or a photograph, I get a little nervous about it because I've had a lot of criticisms on my binding. However, I feel like I'm getting how to do it. So I thought, well, you know, this is gonna, this is the only way I can create this. It should work. When we put ourselves in situations where we have limitations, we are forced to solve the problem in a creative manner. And I could think quite honestly, I like having those puzzles occasionally. Puzzles and how to put things together in a different way, yet yielding similar results. So, you know, I think this is going to be a, a good challenge for this week. And since um, sewing is not available for my couple minutes a day of free time, I've also decided I need to really get my drawing out. Some some of my eye-hand coordination has felt a little bit off um, over the last week or two, and some of it is I need to get my glasses checked. Some of it is I'm realizing that it's attached to not having stable blood sugars, and once in a while I feel like it's off. Some of it's lighting. Some of it is I'm trying to video uh tools in the toolbox, um, video snippets, you know, basic shapes and things that I do every day so that I can put that on the blog for the blog hop coming up May 1st. Yes, I'm really delving into doing something different and that's video. I thought, well, at first I was thinking about vlogging, but I'm not sure that I'm ready to delve into that. There's a lot of editing and production and things I need to learn. And I have a GoPro and I attach it to the long arm and I'm going to record basic shapes that need to be learned for tackling any quilt for a beginner. 
And as we go through the Ultimate Guide to Machine Quilting starting May 1st, we're going to go chapter by chapter, we being the four of us who are starting the blog hop, but you can certainly join in and comment. Um, there's Quilt and Jenny, there's Kristen, and there's Holly at String and Story and myself. So today I'm going to unload a quilt and it's going to be nothing but straight lines and it'll be a short snippet on plumb lines. Now, you got to know that it, it, short snippets still take a lot of production time and a lot of um, figuring out how you want to angle it and lighting and talking and all that for a 30 second clip. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of time. I'm shocked. So that's another way that I'm thinking outside the box. I'm really trying to look at um, keeping myself creatively challenged because over the last winter, you know, you get bored doing the same thing over and over again. So videoing has been an interesting challenge. I have all the tools here. I don't, didn't need to buy anymore. Um, the GoPro I use a lot for outside videoing of Highland Games. And now I'm going to try it on a internal application. So I will be posting a lot of those videos on my blog as well as the Vicki Holloway Quilting um, Facebook page. And I think that as I get going and get more confident in it, I may try doing a video blog um, and putting them up on YouTube. I start open to channel. So some of the videos that I'm going to post on Facebook, I may also post on YouTube. Now, so far, nobody's looked at them, but that's okay. It's a learning process. And that's what this is all about. I started out with technology, learning how to blog. I learned how to set it up. I got better at writing. And then I started this podcast, which has led me to video. And I think that it's good to have practice at all of them. Because eventually, I think I want to try to do an Instagram Live and Facebook Live through um, the quilting site. It's just a wild ride with social media. It's very interesting. So on the tangent, I'm going to go back to learning lots of different things to start production for this blog hop. And that has been a great challenge for me to try to get me out of a creative slump, I guess, of doing the same thing over and over and over. You know, I think back on creative slumps that I may have had in the past, and I think about what did I do to get myself out of them? And it's exactly what I'm doing now. I tried something new. I wanted my eye-hand coordination to get better, so I got out my Zentangle pens and drew feathers. I'll put a picture on the show notes. I, I decided to do the Creative Prompt Challenge. That's a Facebook group, and I'm also posting on Instagram daily, and this is part of my 100-day project. And today's challenge was a simple one. It's tell a joke, because there's lots of ideas out there in research showing that laughter gets all areas of the brain going, and it does help spark creativity. Creativity. The other thing is um, creativity comes to me in waves like most people, but it only comes when you are daily exercising, daily exercising the creative muscle. Um, I practiced my violin. I'm practicing drawing. I've got coloring books out. I crocheted some cute little Easter eggs for the grandchildren and mailed them off. I'm knitting a cowl in a beautiful nubby cotton yarn. I work on these things and trade them off periodically as I'm watching TV or YouTube uh, in between downtimes at work. You can doodle at work. 
and a little sketchbook by my desk during meetings. Times when I have ideas, I'll use the memo pad on my cell phone, which is an app, or I may jog it down on a piece of paper, or I'll post a note and stick it in my purse. Writing it down makes it real, makes it tangible. And then I usually find that if I share it in my creativity um, slump, like on my blog, or even on the blog, um, prompt challenge or the Pat Sloan has a nice website and so does the National Quilting Circle. If you talk about it, it then becomes a very real thing that I find easier to manage how to fix the problem, how to finish it. So creative slumps, you know, how do you get out of them? You know, I'm looking at ways to stay sharp and fresh and opening my mind to new things. Um, not that I've had a creative slump to where I've not been able to sew or those kinds of things. But I still think if you've lost your creative mojo, which is a little bit, you know, sewing or quilting mojo, which is a little bit different than the whole creativity part. You know, I'm looking at problem solving and writing and keeping going. Then, um... I think the act of doing creative things will help you spark that quilting flame inside your brain that wants to keep going. So the other thing I find that I do is I participate in things where all of the rules are planned out, like the block of the month challenges or swaps. And a few years ago, I was going through my quilts for um, the creative prompt challenge, and I found a quilt I, I like to get out in the spring, and it is called Friendship Triangles. And it was from a exchange of half square triangles at the local quilt shop. And you use like a, a thangles um, paper piecing method, which I'd never used before. And everybody just used high contrast fabrics. There were lots and lots of people with all kinds of fabric that would be modern or batik or calico or brights. And they all got mixed up in a pot. And the number of triangles you did were the number of triangles you got back. And it was great because it was kind of like a postage stamp, a postage stamp exchange or charm exchange of old. I got all kinds of fabrics back. And my mom and I looked at it and she wanted more of the a certain color palette. So we swapped out a little bit more too. We cheated a little bit in not using exactly what we got back. But the quilt shop owner kept saying, it doesn't matter what fabrics you put together in this exchange for this type of quilt. All of the colors are going to look fantastic together. Um, Laundry Basket Quilts wrote several patterns on using these friendship triangles and I had a lot of them several hundred and I fell in love with the medallion quilts on the front of this book and I'll have a picture in show notes about it but what's interesting is when I participate with these types of things I went to something in that book that I'd never done before, a medallion quilt. And as I got going, I realized it was entirely mitered. It is a large square made up of these friendship triangles put together in rounds. Not really, they look like they are, but they're big triangles that are all mitered all the way through mitered borders. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to put sharp corners on my miters but I asked for help at the shop and this pattern was a big challenge and I am so happy with the results. I paired the triangles that had a lot of batiks and brights and browns and different calicos that all mishmashed together with this really modern bright lime green and blue border fabric mitered 
I mitered them. I don't even know how I did it, except I went to the quilt shop and she gave me a few tips on how to angle it and sew it. I think I could do it again for a mitered border, but it turned out wonderful in this whole process of trying something new and having a quilt at the end. Using somebody else's pattern was incredibly satisfying because yet it was still my own with the color choices and yet it was a high risk taking mystery type of quilt in a controlled manner. I didn't know what I was going to get and the results were wonderful. Maybe that would be a fun thing for you to do in your circle of sewing friends or a quilt guild. I know this book has been around, but I've been wanting to do it again. It's a great way to mix up your color palette and take a risk that you're going to have something at the end that in your mind's eye may not go together well, but they're small enough that they turn out to be like tiny little pixels of color and it does go together and it's fantastic. Exchanges and swaps, testing other people's patterns for them using patterns that other people make has been very helpful for me. So share in the show notes in the comment section about what you've done to get out of a creative slump. I wanted to make sure you knew that the blog hop will be starting May 1st. It is a hop between Quilt and Jenny, Kristen Esser, Holly Ann of String and Story, and myself. And we will be blogging our way through the summer on the book, that is written by Angela Walters and Krista Watson, The Ultimate Guide to Machine Quilting. We're going to post every Monday highlights and themes from the chapter with pictures or videos of our progress. This is going to be an interesting blog hop because there are some things that are done in the book that are on a domestic Bernina machine. And then Angela Longarm. So I'm taking it from a longarm perspective, but I'm going to try a few of Krista's stitches. I have several uh, smaller quilts of my own that need to be quilted, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to do some of these practice stitches. The book is really great, and I would highly recommend that you get the book and follow along with us. I'm going to add linky parties to my blog, and you can share your progress there too. And I think it's going to be a great time. Overall, there's some stitches I've never tried ever, and it's going to be um, something I want to use this opportunity to really grow my ability to look at a quilt and figure out what to stitch, number one, but number two, expand my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the toolbox is the things that are um, your basic stitches, basic shapes, and things that you go to all the time and make variations and expand on it. Now, I've done a few of those videos already and I'm going to start posting them. In fact, I posted a straight line stitching one yesterday and then I'm going to keep adding into this over the next two weeks and I plan to do mostly video with my camera. I got the rig set up. I found my chesty piece so I can get a good point of view on it. I've been practicing the editing program. There's a lot of learning to that. I keep forgetting how to do things. And the funny thing about the GoPro editing um, software, sometimes when you bring it up another time to edit something, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do exactly what it was that you did before. So I'm hoping that I'll get all that resolved. Um, So the blog hop is really my 
top priority right at the moment. And I have to say that it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just so much to try to figure out how to concisely present it in a coherent manner. And I think I've got a game plan. I've been studying this for several weeks and a month. I wrote an outline. I've got a highlights. I've got a quilt. I've got, okay, I've got it all set up. Can you tell I'm excited about it? <laughs> so join us as we um, launch the blog hop May 1st. And Take this opportunity to get the book so you're ready to jump in with us. Also, I want to uh, add that I have a newsletter that you can get a bi-weekly note from me right to your email box about things that are coming up. And I, I want to remind people about some of these events like the blog hop. I've also have a Vicki Holloway Facebook page that most of the videos are going to be posted to as well as things in my quilting work and quilting life will be there. And then I have the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook group, which is an interactive group. And we're talking about the Creative Prompt Challenge. That's our daily prompt that I wrote on a calendar at the pinned at the top. And we're doing silly challenges sometimes, sometimes more serious. This week um, is more lighthearted because there's a lot of research out there that shows that if we laugh and we're lighthearted, that it really does stimulate the brain. So yesterday we told a joke, and today we're melting crayons to make art. And then posting pictures and talking about that on the group. Really a lot of fun. And of course, you can find me on all other social media, such as Twitter and Instagram and um, WordPress. And I think I'm going to let the LO um, site go. But if there's another social media um, group that you use, let me know. I've tried a few here and there, but the ones I keep coming back to are those um, that I mentioned, Instagram, Facebook, and WordPress, which is my blog. But I have, with the videos, started to expand that. I am on Pinterest, and I'm finding that to be very helpful to keep me organized. And I started a Vicki Holloway YouTube YouTube channel. Boy, that's a real tongue twister. So there's lots of places to find information. Just go to where the place is the most convenient for you. Try not to repeat all of the postings, but sometimes there's going to be an overlap. Overall, I still don't, ha still don't have my sewing machine. I have my Quilt for Cure quilt um, halfway quilted. I really squeezed out the batting that's on there. I think I'm going to make it work. It'll be okay. But I don't have my sewing machine to rescue me if I'm short. And I'm going to get that serger going and bind the quilt using my serger trying to think outside the box. Overall, I want everyone to continue to create every day. And I'm finding that I also have opportunities to be creative outside of my creative exercises. Where do you find moments of being creative? I find when I'm driving, I get creative inspiration. Times where I'm doing repetitive things like at the long arm where it's the same stitch and movement over and over and my mind can spin and be free. But I also find that at while I'm exercising is a time that creativity sparks hit me. What kinds of colors I should use or a whole new idea for a quilt or even a podcast. I'd like to hear times where you get creatively inspired that might be outside of the realm of what you think 
is a moment that you can be creatively inspired that most people aren't. I was reading on um, another Facebook group I belong to about creativity, and it's mostly artists in that group that even things such as housework and cleaning the bathroom, people get ideas about art and paintings and create creative sparks. I guess it just goes to show you that we all just have to keep our mind open and receptive to creativity. But I got to have a piece of paper or a um, way to record it quickly because boy, that thought can be gone fast. So take time to create every day and really enjoy this beautiful time of year. Spring is just coming to northern Michigan and my tulips are starting to poke their leaves up through the ground. The snow has finally melted. We've had a couple of really warm days and nice soaking rains. The grass is greening up and the fairies are starting to wake up in the fairy garden. Overall, it's the most lovely time and enjoyable weather. Everyone enjoy this beautiful day. Thanks for listening.